0: welcome to real estate investing abundance the show for busy fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid passive real estate investments now here is your host dr alan lomax Hello, enlightened investors. Thanks for being with us again today. What a pleasure to be with you as we look at one investor's journey from passive investor to active investor. There are many ways to get into real estate and to learn about real estate. Some begin as active investors, some as passive investors, and do that for various different personal reasons and economic situations. Trevor Thompson is an accredited investor based in Austin, Texas. He has participated in 15 syndications as a limited partner and three as a general partner. Over the past few years, Trevor has become deeply passionate about real estate investing. After several years of learning about investing from the limited partner perspective, he has now switched his investment strategies to general partnerships on the active side as asset manager and Boots on the Ground syndicator. So Trebas, thanks for being with us and take us into the show and share an experience that helped you to be who you are today.
1: Yeah, so thank you very much. I would say that one of the most things that have changed me the most, I started working more than 20 years ago for a company called I Flight Indoor Skybagging." Interestingly enough, too, at the first team meeting, they all gave us a copy of the Purple Bible, you know, by Robert Kiyostaki. But what was interesting about that was just how deeply passionate I became about the company and how we had what I'm going to refer to for the first time in my life, a very high functioning team that really worked together to achieve things. And it was just so incredible to be kind of like in this wheel of energy where we just, we were unstoppable. And that was the first time I'd ever felt somewhere could call unstoppable. Like we could accomplish anything. We believed it and did it. So that definitely was, I would say, the most forming for me as a person. That makes so much difference if we actually believe in
0: ourselves. And then if we can magnify that by working with an incredible team, boy, it can make such a difference in all of our lives. I can certainly relate to that, having spent many years as a near-do-well going nowhere. There were some major life changes that came to me about midlife and what a difference life has been since that time. Trevor, one of the big things about investing in real estate is actually finding viable investments. You started out as a passive investor. Take us into that trajectory. Why did you choose passive over active to begin your investing career and give us a little bit understanding as to how it is that we can find these elusive investments.
1: Yeah. So I started out, you know, I knew that I wanted to be involved in real estate for some time, but I had no interest in the stable family business. To me, you know, they talk about the toilets and it's trash. And to me, it felt like I was just going and me a second job, but investing in a syndication very much felt made me feel like I was investing in a business and I was part of something. And so I started going to the, webinars over the weekends, going to the live shows, you know, everything for you, you can buy an office building, with your credit card, just give us $30,000 and we'll show you how. Quickly figured out that I don't think that was realistic. I uh, found a local group that was Texas based. And what I liked about it was the people, I'll be honest, the, the education and the first few investments with the group wasn't as good as I would hope, but the camaraderie of the people within the group and the desire to do things certainly helped spur my passion for real estate. And it's quite interesting, you know, is I was really just doing it because I thought it was a good investment. I had no passion for real estate investing. You know, we got bought up by a private equity company. I had some liquid cash for the first time. knew that I should be doing real estate investing. And so dispassionately just, just looked at deals And started making some investments, but then I, as I got going, you know, became more and more intrigued. I wanted to amp up my education because I'll be honest, the first two investments, I didn't understand what the PPM was, what things to look for, and oddly enough, my first two passive investments have gone full cycle. And while I got my capital back, I didn't make any money, and part of that was, you know, I just didn't understand what to look for. Obviously developed since and so it just that started my journey. And you know, I at the beginning I was very interested in multifamily, still am, but I've done a few passive investments outside of multifamily. So land development, medical center, a single family growth fund, which is a little bit different. You know, I'm not doing any stuff they're just flying the homes. And then I actually did a storage not too far from where you're located starts out of Charlotte. It's a new build and stuff. I started experimenting a little bit, diversifying my portfolio and a couple of things out of Texas, but for the most part, I'm very Texas-focused.
0: Trevor, there's a a couple of things that you alluded to, and one is the first passive-investive you got into, you said it was not as educational as what you had hoped. Can you elaborate on that a bit? Yes.
1: So, you know... There are many mentorship programs and education programs, and they all have their strengths and weaknesses. And this particular group, their strength was single family, but they had people that had IRA money and other money that they wanted to invest in multifamily. So they started doing some multifamily investment, but they didn't really create a full educational program. They basically just kind of, was, I'm going to call, it, there was a lot of the basics, but they really didn't teach you how do you analyze it. What do you look for? What are the key factors when you're assessing the deal with you? And, you know, since then, I've joined other programs and I've done a tremendous amount of self-educating. And that, you know, they gave me a solid base, so don't get me wrong. I just outgrew them very quickly. And I think they might be okay if you were just looking for enough information, just make some small decisions, but I wanted more. Trevor, That's that is interesting and certainly illustrates
0: the complexities of actually getting into passive real estate investing. You had indicated that you actually joined this group because you enjoyed camaraderie and people that were involved in that, but it didn't give you the educational levels you wanted. Plus, the fact you said that even though you got your capital back, you didn't make any money on it. So however long you were in, that's capital tied up in really essentially a non-performing asset. So that's a loss of wealth development opportunities. Do you have any suggestions as to people looking for passive investing can avoid that kind of situation?
1: And they can find. Oh, I definitely think educating yourself is very good. You know, I guess I knew enough just to be dangerous, not enough to be smart. (laughs) And so now that I'm doing this, I spend a lot more time learning about the sponsor, learning about what do they do. You know, I watch podcasts where they're talking. I watch different events where they're on if they hold meetups or if they do different things or they run any sort of thing. I always try to make sure I get there. And then I try to connect with people that are also within their inner circle to try to find a kind of a next level of exposure, you know, because if you ask them for references, they're only gonna tell you people that they like, right? So I wanted to look I want to sort of keep so I just kept, you know, my head and I just kept burrowing myself around looking for people, you know, and then when I found people that when I watched their podcast or when I went to things, they were genuine and honest like you could just get that sense. And they admit it when they, you know, where, when they struggled on certain projects, how they got out of it. And, you know, maybe even they didn't get out of it. You know, a lot of people have this persona here that, you know, every deal they're doing, they're tripling your money in 18 months. So it's just not true. You know, there are certain deals that do that. I'm involved in one that's under escrow right now that will triple my money. And luckily I did bet that sponsor quite well. And I'm very happy with the investment, but at the end we got lucky rights in a hot market at a hot time and all the conditions were kind of right. You really want to get to know people. It's quite interesting, you know. I never thought of it this way. You know, I just thought, okay, this is like investing in a business. You know, okay, I'm gonna buy some Apple stock and you buy some Amazon stock. And it's not that. You're actually investing in people. Even though, you know, Jack Bezos made Amazon, you know, it wasn't him that did it, you know, it's the system that he created it. You're investing with people. And so you really want to get to know these people and be able to have good one-on-one conversations and then see them in other environments, if you can, person. The relationship with your sponsor, you know, it's almost like you're going to get married at least for five years. And so you want to make sure that
0: you understand that. Trevor, thanks for sharing that with us. Another point that you brought up is that as you were looking for educational programs, there were all kinds of variety of different things. But one of the things you mentioned is that this one group said that you give them $50,000 and they will teach you how to magnify your wealth automatically. There's all kinds of programs out there that are willing to take your money. Tell us about that because the industry is there's a plethora of these people and they take your money and they offer you nothing. Tell us about that.
1: So again, every mentor program, as I mentioned in the beginning, has its pros and cons, right? At the end of the day, they're selling education, they're making money, selling education, and they're getting people to join their programs, not only to be part of their deals as they move forward, it's like they're creating their own little arms. But what I started to do is I started connecting with some groups and just getting an idea of were they creating a community or an education program? And I've gravitated to people that are creating a community. In other words, they teach you, then they enable you, then they connect you with other people within the community. To build, you know, because everyone has strengths and weaknesses. And you know, the last couple of groups that I've been part of, they're definitely what I'm going to call. They're connecting you to get you to be successful, versus you know, creating this illusion that by our program, you are training. Go buy an apartment complex, and you'll go lay on the beach. You come and look. This is not true. Sessions, so it happens. It can happen. But at the end of the day, you're running a real business and it's real work. You're on the active side, and you want people that that are you know putting the effort in to protect your investment. Trevor, thanks for
0: sharing that information. I think, I mean, it is so easy for people to go out there and look at the internet and see all of these programs, and many of them are marketed fabulously well. And I always question what they are delivering, but thank you for distinguishing between those who are creating community and those who are just selling an educational program. There's a huge difference in that. And and as people are looking for these programs, I certainly encourage them to do exactly that. Find the organizations that are actually helping you to create community because real estate, as you had mentioned earlier, is all about people and relationships. Yeah. And the best educational programs out there that are simply educational, they may give you a lot of information, but they're going to leave you high and dry in creating those very important networks. Well, you've given us some basics here on how to get started. Before we go on to the next question, and that is how can we help ourselves to establish these limited partners? But share with us before we go into that question, how it is that our viewers and listeners can get in touch with you to take advantage of your knowledge and expertise.
1: Yeah, so I love sharing. One of the things that's happened is I, be, I had no idea this was going to happen to me, how passionate I was about this. You know, it's very bizarre. You know, I anticipated this just to be, but I really enjoy it. And I love giving people information, connecting them. So you can reach me. My website is thehybrid-investments.com. Or my email is dot investmentscom I'm also very active on LinkedIn and Facebook. You'll find me as Peter Trevor Thompson there. And if you just connect with me and don't send me a little bit of a message, sometimes I don't connect. I'll look at your profile and if I see real estate, I might accept. But you know, there's so many bots up there trying to connect with you once you get certain active. But you know, you really want to find people that genuinely want to help you. And hopefully I'm one of those people. I try very hard to be one of those people. And that's one of the things I look for in sponsors, you know, people that want to help you and help you learn and, you know, have a no question is a dumb question attitude and just want to help get you to the next level. And they're not merely looking just for you to buy their program or invest in their idea. You know, nothing impressed me more than one person said, I don't think this feels right for you, Trevor. And I was like, wow, somebody didn't want that play. And believe me, I have stopped them to this day and done the investment with them because I it was, you know, and it, perhaps it wasn't at the time that it wasn't quite right for me. And they had another one that was, and, you know, wow, that's powerful. Because, you know, everybody's searching for money, and you all know that in this industry. And for somebody to say, I'll think this is a good fit, we'll have someone come along later on. I was super impressed. Trevor, let's talk about this aspect
0: of how it is that as a limited partner, we can help out other than, of course, just providing the income or the money that is needed for a particular deal. My podcast guests are telling me over and over that establishing uh, relationships, you have to bring something to the table. So yeah. how can you as a limited partner contribute to the well-being and success of the syndications you're investing in?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I've been very fortunate that a lot of the investments are close to me. So one of them, one of my early on investments, I volunteered. They were in trouble. And I volunteered to help out with asset management. And then I grew into a little bit of a horror story, which probably got the kick to right now. But you know, it just turned out to be it was one of those early on investments that didn't make money. I learned a lot of what not to do and a lot about what to do. And I was very thankful for that opportunity. And what you want to do, if you want to be Useful or Don't be that Monday morning quarterback that tells them, you know, all the fumbles they make. When you're out on the field, right? What do you want to be able to do? Say, how could I help? Is there anything I could do to help? You know, and I had an investment that they had no time. They were very busy and they wanted to understand smart apartments. And so on my own, I researched 10 vendors of smart apartments, which added three to them. They didn't pick one of my three, but they picked another top three. They picked another one. And now they're implementing smart apartment technology at their apartment complex. So it was a win-win, right? I learned a ton. They gave me the opportunity. And, you know, at the end, I'm a still passive investor in that, though and these smart apartments will make that a more profitable investment for me. And so it was a win-win. You know, a lot of people just want to question everything. Just see where you can tell from where you can learn and what you can contribute. Now, there are Many times that you're unable to contribute, you know, passive is truly passive and you don't have any, you have no rights or obligations to let you help. But if you're kind of a giving type personality, you have a skill set thing. I've never had anyone say no. You know, you're offering. And then, now again, you've got to line the boundaries, right? You're not part of the G, you're not making decisions. You know, so I gathered information and said, here's the results of my study. And they let them do what they wanted and said you need help implementing, I'm here to help. Trevor, it
0: sounds to me like what you were actually doing was serving as a consultant. Yeah. Providing advice and with the clear understanding that you're not part of the management team and not there yeah. to make decisions, but you can certainly advise and help them in that decision-making process. Trevor, what is smart
1: apartment? Yeah, so smart apartments is technology that can control your door locks on your thermostats. Yeah. It can tap leak detection. There's a lot of things that you can view, and there's a lot of advantages, obviously, because re apartments is a major major thing to do. You can also use this technology for showing your apartments. So the system will actually send a code to a prospective tenant who will get a code to go visit the model apartment. And when you enter the code, they enter the door, notifies management that you layer on a self-door. You can hook it up to a Alexis or some other technology that turns the TV on, which starts a video of lighting, you can tell it, hey, listen, we've got a tour at four o'clock, turn the air conditioning down at two. And then when they click out and exit the property, turn the air conditioning back up a little bit so that we save energy. You can get passcodes to painters who work. And then your tenants can use it. They can get codes to dog walkers, people coming to this house. There's lots of things for it. And then, of course, leak detection technology or excessive use of water technology saves you money. Water is very expensive especially in Texas. So saving water is very good. And then of course leak detection. If you have an apartment on the third floor and it got leak, well you don't have damage to or apartment you do have damage on possibly three or more. And so being able to detect this you know. And then bizarrely an operator freeze. Texas never happens. Right? You can go still get <laughs> And But could you imagine if you were away and you can't access your perfect to your heat on, just because you don't want, you know, and this was technology that allowed that to happen. And so tenants find it very useful and also for gate access control. There's a lot of advantages to it. And then especially if you have other facilities, this particular place had offices that could be rented so you could write it, get a code and it would allow you to go to a, a workstation. Yeah, you could get access to, you know, all kinds of the different amenities. Um, and then you can sync it in with the uh, package deliveries. It notifies you that like, there's a package in your Amazon wise It's very, very, it's definitely the future of apartments.
0: Trevor, why did you decide to go from passive investing into the active side? Yeah, so the
1: biggest reason, and it's not so philosophical, I have let go of COVID. <laughs> so I mentioned before that I worked for iFly and it was an amazing career. But with COVID, you know, I touched hospitality consumer business. When COVID hit, they went to survival mode. I was in the development of a whole of new locations and they weren't doing that. And so I decided, okay, well, I'm too young to do nothing and just sit back. I had some passive income coming, but I looked at my investments a little different when I had a W-2 job. You know, I didn't look for cash flow as much as I looked for gen- gen- generational wealth creation. And all of a sudden that found myself with no cash flow. So I needed a switch so that I could get some of the cash flow that comes with being on the active side. And I just, I felt like I had more to give and I wanted to do this. And it was always part of my plan. and just happened before I was ready for it.
0: Life does happen. and brings all kinds of
1: surprises, doesn't it? Trevor, what is your big why? So my big why, it's very interesting. So I want to create better places for people to live. My goal is that you don't say, come to my apartment, you say, come to my home. That's fun, cool. I want to be able to say, come to my home. I want to create a place for the people that run the apartments. It's a very stressful job, right? Very stressful job. And I want them to feel empowered that they can make the communities a better place to live. And then what I feel when these first two things happen, the third thing happens is people that have passively invested in apartments get good returns, and then they can re- use these returns to fuel their why. And their why can be very different. They may want to live on the beach and just not have to work. They may need to put College, they've got any levels of why. And so I think the combination of all these factors, you know, just makes the world a better place.
0: Enlightened investors, it's been a pleasure being with you today. And I've learned a lot. I hope you have too. I look forward to seeing you next episode. Trevor, thank you so much.
1: It's been a oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Absolute pleasure.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steve Talker Capital